0: This Torah class is brought to you by Torahanytime.com. at 11 o'clock Okay. Okay, so, oh, we're in Malchus, we're in Malchus, we're in Malchus, very big, we're in Malchus, um, last week before Shavuos, with Chodesh Sivan, so, I just want to go over a Mishnah that I spoke about this Shabbos, because I gave I gave a, um, a perikei with the Shabbos, I spoke about a Mishnah the following the Mishnah says there are four characteristics of a human being a person who says what is mine is mine what's yours is yours doesn't sound like a bad guy right I leave your stuff alone you leave my stuff alone. We're friends. It says the Mishnah, zoo Zu Mida Bainanis. That is the Mida of an average person. Average person mine is mine, yours is yours, and have a good day. Vieshaim. But there's some rabbis that say. The reason I'm yelling is because I'm falling asleep, so I gotta keep <laughs> myself up. Vesha Zu Zumidas that saying mine is mine and yours is yours that's the midah of Sodom what happened to Sodom everybody? finito destroyed worst in the world because the world when it was destroyed so it came back it grew he sent out the dove it found the leaf right? Sodom Hashem said I'm going to destroy this from the roots I'm going to pour Salt and minerals, nothing will ever grow in that land. There was a beautiful, sweet water, lake, or whatever you want to call it, a sea. And then after that, destruction of Sodom, it became the Dead Sea, full of salt. Hashem rained down salt and minerals. You can't, thank you, that's so sweet, how do you know, it's so thirsty. You can't, you cannot plant anything to this day thousands of years later in Sodom in that whole Dead Sea area I don't know if you've ever been there but you take the dirt and you taste the dirt the rock, if you take a rock my father went there and stole the first time he came back he brought rocks from from the Dead Sea you take a regular rock and lick it it's full of salt so it was worse probably than destruction Hashem destroyed it in such a way the world came back afterwards nope, not 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 Sodom he up the salt, yeah but nothing's growing there and that means everything is according to his word. Everything. You know what that means? Everything. Good, bad, in between. Everything. Okay. Even Diet Coke. Even though the human made Diet Coke, but who gave the human the brains to make Diet Coke? Okay. You hear me? that Saddam. Now, just because I said Yours is yours And mine is mine What's so bad about that? We'll get to that soon Shali shalach What's mine is yours V'shalcha shali But what's yours is mine Is a fool <laughs> What is it? Mine is your My coat My coat is your coat Your coat is my coat So why am I buying my coat You're buying your coat You buy me a coat I'll buy you a coat Right? It doesn't make any sense So this guy I'm a aretz, He's a fool Shali shalach <laughs> Mine is yours V'shalcha shalach And yours is yours Pshhh. <laughs> That's a tzaddik. Everything I have, it's yours. Everything you have, don't give it to me, you can have it also. That's a big tzaddik. Shalhashali. What's yours? Your car is my car. The shalishali, and my car is my car, Russia. That's a bad guy. Everything's his. So the cash is like this. A Russia, it says a Russia can do chuva and become a tzaddik why is the Russia next to the chacham by the seder he should be the last guy it should be chacham Tom, right he's not such a bad guy he's a delicious guy he doesn't know how to ask and the worst guy is the Russia. why is the Russia next to the chacham so it says since he showed up at the seder he's not such a big rasha because he came to the Seder. There's a rabbi that said, there's a the fifth kid who doesn't show up at the Seder. Nebuchadnezzar. We have that. But the rabbi said, last year's Russia, is this year's Sadik. That's why they're next to each other. They do tzuba. So the Russia, if I say, your car's my car, your money's my, your wife's my wife. Your, I, everything that's yours is mine. And everything that's mine is mine. I'm a Russia. Russia's not destroying me. But if I say mine is mine, and yours is yours, according to this, Yeshayrim, that guy is worse than the Russia. How do you understand that? The Russia is saying everything is mine. The the the, the Midas today is saying no 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 yours is not mine. Keep it keep it take care of it you can have it. Mine is mine, yours is yours. How is that worse? Good kasha. Kasha is a bomb. Bomb kasha. The Teretz is a good Teretz. It's even a bigger bomb. The Teretz is like this. If you look in the Chumash, when Abraham Avinu saved Melech Saddam, so the king of Saddam came to Abraham Avinu and said, you can have all the money, but give me all the people. And Avraham Avinu said I don't want your money I don't want your people I don't want your money I don't want you to say You may be rich Don't even give me a shoestring But the came from that Whatever it is Why didn't Avraham Avinu say to the Melech Stone Listen I saved you guys lives I want to open a yeshiva In Saddam I want to do ch- I, want to, I, want to, I want to open a Eishat Torah I want to do I want to make Bali tshuva. Why don't you try to make Bali out of those guys Canaan Who were the lowlifes Of all lowlifes Who served every other Desiree in the world our Vito had a big yeshiva And a Beis Yaakov And everybody was doing tshuva Alright ha nefesh she Right He made a lot of balai tshuva but, but over here In Saddam, He didn't even try Why didn't he try? Why did he tell him Listen I saved all your people So um, for the next year Let's learn Not only that When Hashem came to him He knew they were big Rishab. He didn't want Lot to go to, to Saddam. So when Hashem came to him, he said, 50 people, we just, 50 tzaddikim, 45, 40, 30, 20, what are you playing games? You knew, he knew there were no tzaddikim there. They were the biggest for Sham. So what are you asking Hashem questions like that? Oh, there's not even 10 Bye. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not praying for them anymore. What's going on over here? Why didn't he try to save them? Why didn't he go and say Hashem, don't kill them, not how many tzaddikim are there, I'm gonna go down there, I'm gonna do my thing, I'm a Ramavino, I'm gonna make Bali Chuba. So the terror says, there's a whole share on this from Rav Shemshin Pincus and the Tzaretz is and there's something I spoke to you remember I told you that's the guy who came to me and eh, he wanted to walk out of guy. wanted to be an atheist and I asked him who's Yishiksa like you know don't tell me no story so, so the, the, the question was like this Sadaim and the whole world were very against Avraham Avinu and he brings all kinds of riots to this Rav Shim they felt that Avraham Avinu was an apikairist they felt that Avraham Avinu was Chayav Misa. Why? They said like this. If God made you poor, if you're a poor man, then anyone who interferes with that, who gives you charity, is saying that he's bigger than God. God made him poor. You're coming along and you're, you're going to make him rich? You're, you think you're greater than God? You have to be, you have to be punish, punishable by death. If you give charity, punishable by death, you're mixing it with God. If if you give if someone is sick and they need medicine, you give them medicine, who made them sick? Hashem made them sick. You're you're interfering? You're becoming a doctor? You want to help this guy? Punish for my death! You're an be We have to kill you. They had a whole religion. And their logic of their religion made more sense than Abraham Biddle. They said, Abraham, you people are poor, you have a house that is against God. God makes them poor, and you make them rich! You are an anti-God! You have to be destroyed! She was called an ivory. The whole world was on one side, this was, this was psychology, this was, this was their theory. And they believed that anyone who interferes with God deserves to die. So the famous story where Hashem finally said, that's it, I'm gonna destroy Sodom was when this girl, they took this girl and they took her clothing off and they smeared her with honey and they put her by a beehive and all the bees came and they bit her to death. Right, So at that point, the Medish Hashem said, that's it, Dunsky you're done. Why they do that? Well, they just stop hang up a girl in honey. They said, you want to be sweet. You were sweet. You helped this guy who was poor. You want to be sweet? You want to go against God who made this guy poor? We'll make you sweet. And they poured honey all over her. That was their punishment. Everything by them was mida k'neged midah. So if you came to Shadom and you were very tall and you were collecting tzedakah, if they caught you collecting tzedakah, they would put you on this bed, short little bed, and they'd cut your legs off, so that you fit into, into the bed. If you were very short, they'd put you to a big bed, and they'd pull all your body parts out till you're dead, to stretch you. Why'd they do that? Because they said, if you're a poor man, and you don't accept that God made you poor, it must be that you don't accept He made you short. Because if you don't accept what God does, you know, what they accept, your punishment is, you don't accept being poor, you don't, accept, you don't accept being short we're going to make you long you don't accept being poor you, you don't accept being tall We'll cut your legs off they had a Torah they had a Bible to their savagery that they did they had a Bible corrupt. very corrupt so Abraham Abinu said to Hashem I don't know what came first are they evil people are they evil people and they wanna kill and they wanna and they and they wanna make people suffer and they wanna to torture, so they're evil people and they made a religion to make it right, or they're good people and they just they went off the they, 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 their religion is just based on the wrong thing. Right? They're religions that burnt their firstborns, Molech, the Incas and the Aztecs, they're these big things you go to Peru and these big uh, mizbech, you know, big altars where they used to serve their kids. You think they were doing something wrong? So, Abraham had no way of knowing this religion that they have, ISIS. Right? Is this real? Is, is ISIS a group of guys who are killers and rapists, and now created a religion to make it right, or do they really believe that they're, that they're doing the right thing? I probably said to Hashem, I don't, I can't know that. Only you know that, the Makshava. Are there 50 people in Sodom that really believe they're doing the right thing, or they're just a bunch of murder rapists and torturers that found a way to make it right? Hashem said, there's not 50. They don't, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not doing this because of a religion. They're doing this because they're lowlifes and they, the religion came second. Are there 40? No. Nope. Are there 30? Nope. Are there 20? Nope. Are there 10? Nope. So then I have nothing to say. If there's not even 10 of them, there's this whole religion, they're killing people and torturing them and maiming them, and there's not even 10 people that are real there, then I realize if there's not even 10, then the whole thing is fake. They, they're they murderers and killers, and they created a religion to make it right. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is that once you make it right, you're never going to do tshuva. Because you don't have no guilty conscience. You don't feel bad. I once gave a share called rationalization. And and that's the biggest power of the satan. The satan makes the craziest things right. I knew a woman. I met a woman who was committing adultery, actual adultery. She was married, and she was committing adultery with another guy. And I met this woman to try to whatever talk to her. They asked me to talk to her, and her tanya to me was that it's Minash shemayim that she's doing this, and she. I'm serious. She's Chayv karmisa, whatever, she's doing the biggest Aver, one of the three cardinal sins, right? And she's telling me that she knows it's been Hashem, it's what Hashem wants. I said, how do you know it's what Hashem wants? She said, because he lives three houses from me. And if Hashem didn't want this to be, he would live in the five towns and I, or wherever, and I would live in Flatbush, and I would have never met him. Don't you think Hashem wants this? And then when I met him right away, I knew that he's my soulmate. So I said, so then why don't you get divorced? No, I can't get divorced, I have a bunch of kids, and I don't want to ruin it for them. So I knew I can't work with this lady. If she thinks that, that is she's doing a mitzvah, because it's her soulmate, it's her and I shouldn't put her there, what what are you going to talk to someone? What what are you going to tell them? They're walking around, they're not saying, oh my gosh, I'm about taiva, and I'm lustful, and I'm wrong, and and God's going to, and and I'm so sorry. Okay, I can work with you. But if you're coming in, you're saying, no, I'm doing the right thing, so (laughs) what is it to work with? So Yak, so Ramavino knew, what am I doing with these people? They, they think they're doing a mitzvah. They're saying, doing a mitzvah. I'm, chopping his, I'm chopping his legs off. With people like that, you have to destroy them. That immorality, with, with that belief, is so deep that if I destroy them, I have to destroy the whole land from the core. I have to burn it out. People who walk around and, and murder and rape and, and maim people and say they're doing it in the name of Hashem, that has to be ripped from the core. Therefore, in the Mishnah, it says that the guy that says, mine is mine, mine is mine, yours is yours, I don't help you with anything. You got a problem, that's your problem. You're sick, I'm not helping you get better. You're poor, I'm not helping you. You need a shirt for your kid, I'm not helping you. Right? That person walks around with the with the, with the thing in Shidduch, Sh- Sh- why am I not helping you? Because that's what Hashem made you, I don't have to help you. He that's das daim. That's worse than the Russia. Cause the Russia will do chuva. He's saying, any guy that's walking around saying, mine is mine, and yours is mine, knows he's a look life. He's a ganov. I'm, I'm stealing your car, I'm stealing your money, I'm stealing your clothing, I'm stealing your wife, I'm stealing everything. So he's not walking around saying, I'm a good guy. He's like, I'm a bad guy. Everything is mine. Russia. He'll do chuva says the Mishnah, but there will be people who say yours is yours and mine is mine, and I don't want to get involved with you because they already have a shita. They have shitas. I find many times, how do you say shita in English? How do you say shita in English? What's a shita? An hmm. example? An opinion. A very strong opinion. I find that money, money, when people get real rich, all of a sudden they get shitas. I feel, I think, I'm sure. Poor people don't have shitas. They're like, they're poor people, don't have shitas. Guy gets rich, all of i like, I go to people for charity who don't know the first thing about education. They've never been in a class, they've never been a teacher, they've never been a therapist, never, they don't know the first thing. And I'm coming to them for money, for the girls, whatever it is. Instead of giving me money, they're giving me advice. Then I go to people for advice; they charge me money. I don't know. There's something very wrong in this world for some reason. I come to a guy; I need help. He says, "Yeah, but you know, I charge for help." The other guy coming I'm like, "I need charity." Listen, it's not it's not about the money. You're doing this wrong. You have to do that right. I'm like, "How many years are you in chinuch? Like, you know what I mean?" No, but I have an opinion. Why do you have an opinion? Because you have you have twenty million dollars in the bank and you're flipping a couple of buildings. You have a you have an opinion. What's going on with the kid in the classroom? They get sheeters. Once yeah, someone has a Shita, once they have this Shita, this opinion, you can't talk to them. You can't talk to them. So, what it's, what it's saying over here, the Yesh, i saying the people who have Shitas, in other words, the, the, the question is always when kids come to me and they're like, I just had this discussion with my seminary girls. How do I know when a kid really wants, when a kid's really an atheist or he's not an atheist? I've not met one yet. I've not met a Jewish a, real atheist. I, why? because if you have questions and a, there was a girl in my office just two days ago and she came with a whole list her friend said Rav right, Wallstein you got to see my friend you know she's in Beysiaco and she looks very frum but she's an ILO you know the ILO is in Lavush only, I mean, she's only on, in Colving only ILO in Lavush only I-L-O, in Lavush you, know, you only look like you're religious but inside you're not religious she doesn't even believe in Hashem she's in a real from 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 school Right, you have to meet with you have to meet with her. I said, okay, okay, I'll meet with her. She comes to the office. The girl has a list, a paper, a paper with a list on it. Why I should create the world? Da, 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 all these, a whole list of ten things. I said to her, "Do you believe there's a God?" Now I'm an atheist. Tenth grade girl, Beis Tenth grade girl, Beis I'm like, why? Well, you see all the questions I have. I'm like, did you look up any answers? Um, no I came to you I'm like but how long do you have these questions well since I'm in 7th grade I'm like well you're now in 10th grade if you really had questions you would have looked for answers just a million different places ask questions go online you didn't, you didn't ask anybody these questions till now you're not an atheist you just want to misbehave because I myself had a question as a little boy and it was a simple little question in 7th grade I told you this I, I didn't understand why Hashem created butterflies and caterpillars. I didn't understand why caterpillars have to go through a metamorphosis to become a butterfly. There's no other insect or animal in the world that goes through a metamorphosis. A cat doesn't become a lion. And a mosquito doesn't become a bird. So I was, you know, in yeshiva at the time, there were a lot of caterpillars, never I, I, I asked them kapara they shouldn't come after me after 120. I used we used to sit there with our magnifying glass and burn them and caterpillars anything that burnt anything that burnt terrible boys are terrible whatever. So uh, but I asked them don't take revenge. Um, so so we used to have caterpillars and butterflies and cocoons actually. So I, I was like I went to my rebbe it really bothered me. Why would I, why wouldn't Hashem just create a caterpillar and a butterfly. Why does a caterpillar have to become a butterfly? Why did he do that? I ask questions, but I want—I I don't ask questions because I want to walk out of Judaism. I ask questions because I want to understand. So I went to my rebbe and I said, "Rebbe, seventh grade rebbe," I said, "Why, why, why does Hashem do that? Did he—he he didn't run out of time, right? He, he definitely had enough time. He created insects in one day, right? So, and he didn't run out of molds. He could have created a caterpillar. You know, uh, snakes don't become giraffes. Like nothing else does that." So he said, you allowed to ask questions on Hashem. That's what he told me. Don't ask questions on Hashem. Why Hashem did it? I don't know. Don't ask questions. But it was my question, and I needed an answer. And I wasn't looking to step out of Yiddish Ka'ai. So I went and I got an encyclopedia, and those of you didn't have Google. I got an Encyclopedia Britannica, which I didn't have we didn't have in school. We just had the little encyclopedias. So I had to go to the library. And I got an encyclopedia and I started to study. And then I went to the library and I said, give me all the books you have on butterflies and moths. And I read books after books after books. And now I was a hockey player. It's not really normal for a boy to be studying butterflies. It's a little different. So I didn't really tell too many people that I was studying butterflies. But I actually brought home books on butterflies. sure, my mother wasn't worried. But anyway, um, and I read about them. I know more about butterflies than... Unless, unless you're, you know, it's your field. Than any layman, I know more about butterflies than any layman. I can name most of them. Um, so I began to study, and I learned about the whole metamorphosis and the chrysalis, and the, and, the, and, the, and the, the whole the whole story of the butterfly and how it works. And you can't open the, You can't open the cocoon if you do. The, 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 you know, the butterfly will fall out. It's not a butterfly at that point. It's just a lava. And it'll just die, and, and, and that it has to struggle through the cocoon. It takes about a day that the cocoon opens on the bottom and it pushes itself through because the juices the middle of the lava gets pushed into the wingspan. And that's what gives it a wingspan. If, if you don't allow it to squeeze itself through that it gets pushed from the middle into the wingspan, then you open it because you see something struggling, it'll plop down, no <laughs> wingspan instead. So sometimes you have to let things struggle for growth. Big stuff Butterfly is big stuff Big stuff Big stuff But I didn't stop reading about it But I didn't have a reason why Hashem did it I didn't have that reason Then one day I was discussing it with a big god He said we well, you know the reason Why Hashem did that I'm like said it's zayar On the parpa Butterfly He was a parpa zayar on the butterfly I gotta see it He took it and he showed it to me And what does it say? Haparpa raya the What does that mean? The 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 law the the caterpillar when it goes into the cocoon, so it it sort of it sort of opens up, its belly opens up and like its guts come out and then it dries and becomes a chrysalis, which is a powder. From that powder comes a new Bria. Because the butterfly is not in science considered, the butterfly is not in science considered a caterpillar with wings it's a different species godless so it becomes something totally different it's not like oh we got a caterpillar that grew wings it's no more a caterpillar it doesn't look like a caterpillar, doesn't have the legs of a caterpillar it's a nubria and the the what's it called so what happens when it becomes a chrysalis is that it dies and becomes a powder there's no veins, there's, there's nothing it's dead no eyes, nothing, powder. A pile of powder. And from that powder comes this new insect called a butterfly. says the Zaya, study it. says the Zaya, it's in the cocoon. It's a nace. It's a nace nifla. So the Zaya says, Hashem did that because you're not going to believe that I made some bones, dry bones and become a live human. Hashem says I do it every day thousands of times where powder, which has no life in it, becomes an insect. Ha, papa, raya, the Until I got that answer, I did not rest. Why? Because it was a real question. So when a girl tells me, I had these questions since seventh grade, but I didn't ask anybody, and now I'm in tenth grade, I'm like, no, you don't have real questions. Because if you were real questions, you would already come to me and say, well, I looked up the question and this rabbi said this, but I don't like that answer. But this rabbi said something else and that rabbi said this and Eshat Torah said this and this one said that and Rabbi Miller said this and I took Rabbi Miller's book and I and I learned you Yisharim and I learned Achat Sadiqim and I learned al and I see these different answers and I learned Mishlei. Ah, you're going to come to the table like that to me and I looked at all these things and none of them make sense and I disproved this and I disproved that. We got an atheist. He studied all the proofs and he's proving them wrong we got someone we got to deal with. Never never met one yet. They're all coming in, they're like, who was here before Hashem? You want to know? We're going to have to learn for the next 10 years. For an hour a day. (laughs) (laughs) Why why does Hashem create the world? No, 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 no. I want a fast answer. Then then you don't have a question. Then you want to misbehave. And as Great Sadiq said, your questions is your answer to your misbehavior. So Hash- so Avram Avinu asked Hashem, what came first? Sodom's being mean people or their religion? Are they really tzaddikim? They look like they're tzaddikim. They're like, we don't want anyone to mess with Hashem! They look like they're tzaddikim. So Avram Avinu said, oh, there are there 50 guys that really believe that? That someone's messing with Hashem and they're doing the wrong thing? And Hashem said, I know, you Mach Shavos. I know what's going on in their head. No way! No, they're not 15, not 40, not 30, not 20, not 10. Says the Mishnah, that the guy who says mine is mine, and yours is yours, because I'm a good guy, I don't want to interfere and help you. Siddhaim. To rip it out from the ground. Not a Russia. Russia will change. He knows he's doing something wrong. Why does Hashem destroy the world? What does it say in, in, the, in the Medjush Rabbi Pasha's nah, Why do you destroy the world? So Rashi says, because of Hamas, because people were stealing. Says the Mepharshim, what were they stealing? Less than a pruta. Less than a penny. In Jewish law, if you steal less than a penny, you don't have to pay. So what did they do? A thousand guys were walking to a fruit market. Each guy would take a grape. A grape was worth less than a penny. Nobody had to pay. Me, you know, the guy had no more grapes left. And they would go from store to store to store. And this is what they would do. One guy would take an apple. He would take one bite, less than a penny. Give it to the next. They take one bite. They were just eating and they were doing this with everything, with food, with meat, with bread, with everything. But there wasn't. So Hashem said, <laughs> one second. The guy, if they were just stealing. So they got none of him. You know, the guy broke into my car this past Friday night. He stole all my quarters. Okay, he's a goth. He knows he stole my quarters. He came Friday night because he knows Jews don't come outside on Friday night. So he's a goth. Maybe one day he'll do chew, he'll feel bad and put him back. I don't think so, but maybe. But these guys were going around stealing and they weren't machayim. They devised a religion how to steal without having to pay. Hashem said, these guys are never gonna do chuva. They don't feel like they're doing anything wrong. They're not high to pay. Finito. Uh, why, 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 why didn't Hashem wait another 500 years? Right? He waited a long time for them to do tshuva. So Hashem has a whole world, a life before you destroy the world. Wait another 500 years. Hashem says they're not doing chuva because they made it right. It says there also that the judges in the land wrote kisubo, says, I read this message to you, from man to man. Men were getting married to men. Men were getting married to men. So Mishnah of Zacha was going on. Hashem didn't destroy the world. Mishnah of Zacha, he didn't destroy the world. Men were getting married to men. He didn't destroy the world. Says the Medrash. But then when Bezdin, when the courts of the land said that it's mutter for men to marry men, Hashem said, have a good day. Because when they made it legal, then there's nothing wrong with it. If there's nothing wrong with it, you're never going to do tshuva. So what am I waiting for, said Hashem? There's no reason to wait. So he destroyed the world. It's called rationalization. So a person has to look in the mirror and really say, what came first? My Aveira, my Taiva that I want to do wrong, or my questions? Usually you want to do the things wrong and then you create the questions to make it right for yourself. That's the way it works. And that's what this mission is saying. The mission is saying, Russia to Chuva, me das Sadaim this guy, he thinks he's doing the right thing. I'm not interfering, you know, Hashem did this, I'm not interfering. So that's, that's, that's clearly me, that's statement. That has to be ripped out totally that what the Torah is telling us is that from such a psychology, nothing will grow. I told you about the gambling, that I used to tip. I used to tip when I gambled. I used to tip big. So in my head, I was doing a, a kiddush Hashem. Ah, you're in, you in, you in a casino. The women are not dressed. All the, whoever's serving the drinks and everything are not dressed. People out there are gamblers. They're drinking. They're smoking. They're spinning. They're cursing. Right? The waitresses are definitely not sneers. It's not a place you'd want your son in there. Right? It's not a place you'd want your Talmudim to see you there. But you're sitting there and you're playing. Why? Because in your head, I'm tipping and I'm going to walk out of here and go and think the Jews are cheap. Wallstein now going to teach the whole casino the Jews are not cheap. So not only am I not doing an Avera, I'm doing a mitzvah. And if you go to Atlantic City and you go to Congregation Rodev Shalom, which is a shul there, you will see that in the shul there's a shas and a shishat sedrei mishnah and mishabura and sedurim that I donated. I donated. My name's in there. Because I'm a tzaddik. I'm going to Atlantic City to bring svarim and to make make a kid Hashem. So as long as I thought that, I didn't stop. He and my friend said, hey, come on. You go, you're crazy. You're gambling too crazy. I didn't stop. And somebody people said, but you're a Rebbe. I was a Rebbe at the time. I'm like, what's one thing I do with the other? I don't curse, and I don't drink, and I don't look at girls. I play cards. Now, after I learned that Kavayosha, and the Kavayosha said, no, 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 no. You're doing a very bad thing. You're a partner with the devil. You're a partner with the Satan. The money belongs to the Satan. You know, Sham belongs to the Satan. I was like, "Oh, this is not a kiddush Hashem. What I'm doing now that I stepped out, I'm like, "Well, who are you, who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? You wanted to play cards. You like the game. You like to gamble. So you, that came first. Second, to make it right, you tipped. You brought tsvarim. You gave tsvarim. Surprised they didn't give a safe target to the shul, right? You gave Svarim and you brought right. So you made it right after you did something wrong. I myself was guilty of it. But I only realized that when I stepped away and I said, no, 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 Wallerstein. The tipping part came after the you wanted to gamble, so you had to make what you were doing correctly. Ha ha, ha ha. So you're just as bad as these guys. Who's going to ever do chuva? And I wouldn't have never done tshuva. I'd still be playing. If I would have found that kaviyasha, I'd be giving you a sheer Tuesday night, I'd be doing ornava, and I'd be going to AC every Sunday night. Because I'm doing a mitzvah. I mean, what are you talking about? I'm not only my good rebbe, but the whole event city is talking about the Jew with the yarmulke and the strings that tips everybody. What a tzaddik. I would have been walking around like I'm the biggest tzaddik. When really? How do you, how do you, walk, into such, how do you walk into such a place where nobody's dressed? Nobody's dressed. What kind of place is that? What do you do in a casino? As a kid, I remember guys in yeshiva used to go to chew pool. I went to Mir Yeshiva. There was two pool halls down on, on, on Coney Island Avenue. Guys used to go from Yeshiva to Shoe Pool. And I used to, like, rip into them. How could you go with pool? Pool had a pool hall? Pool hall had a name. What's a pool hall? It's a low, seedy girls, you know, it's a low place. The pool wasn't this point. It, there were no girls there. The guys were just playing. But I'm like, just you're Yeshiva guys. How could you go into a pool hall? But me, all, I went into a casino, no problem. Because I was tipping. I was doing a mitzvah. Rationalization. That was Shadayim you got to look in the mirror once in a while and you'll find out that your excuses are really you want to do something wrong so you have to get rid of God so all of a sudden you have questions questions, questions if you have questions and you don't look for the answers and you're not going crazy and, and you can sleep at night and it doesn't bother you enough to keep looking for the answers then you don't have questions Then your questions are just an answer to your behavior that's what this mission is saying okay let's talk about Shavuos that was the Mishnah rationalization all right, so listen very carefully. You guys were three days, four days from shavuos. Oh my gosh, we're going to get married soon. We're getting married? You ready? Yeah, you ready? You ready to meet the? You ready to get married? You got a collar? You got your gown? Got your hair done? Did your makeup? Get your spiritual hair done? You get your spiritual gown? Get spiritual makeup. You ready to meet God? To get married? for night. Three days left. Four days left. Ayayay. ay, ay, ay. ay, ay, ay. It's time to get a butterfly in your stomach. You're getting married in four days, boys. Chayichol's getting married. I'm a little bit nervous. We want malchus to be malchus. Right? Because God loves us. He's excited in four days. Hashem's excited. He tells, he wants us to count 49 days. Because that's the day of accepting the Torah. That's the 50th day. When we were in Mitzrayim, we were deep, deep in the Klippa, the 49th level of toma. The Ilamale, how you shall shame, oh Yahmy Echad! We would have been there one more day. Acha Khabishas Minisan after Pesach, one day. Harianu, Ubenenu, Ubanebane, Ushad. We would have been Meshubat to Paro Paro is also a nickname for the Yitzhara. Khajbok Barrachamov and God with his pity. Ubero so Khasadov at Yanul the Khirsay gave us the Torah. After 50 days, we count 49 days until the 50th day. Which brings us to the 49th Madrega of Kedusha. So everyone has a famous Kasha. If you're, deep, if you're down in the cellar, 49 steps down below the cellar, and you go up a step every single day, where are you on the 49th day? Even. Even. But over here we're saying you're on the 49th level of Tahara. You're not even. So the Svarim of Kabbalah say, that when it comes to spirituality, it's really interesting. When it comes to spirituality, when, when, you, when, when, okay, so here, here, here's your, here's your even floor, right, first floor. Here's your 49 steps to the basement. From your even floor to the top floor, it's 49 steps to get up, right over here. So now, Sifre Kabbalah says, when you take a step in the basement, up a step, your Nishama also goes up a step on this way. So when you get to the, when you come out of the 49th steps of Tumah, you will find yourself on the 49th step of kedusha. They work together. Otherwise, where would you get to? You're only got you in, in Tumah, so now you're on the first step of kedusha. If you have 49 steps of Tumah, and you go up 49 steps, so you're on the first step of Kedushah. Right? No, wrong. When it comes to this, as you move up out, out of the Tumah, you move one step up in kedusha. And therefore, Khibbaku told us to count Shibashwoz, Kidan Isha Nida. He wants us to count seven weeks, like the Nidah Shah Shiva you made us. She has to count seven clean days. She comes to her to her husband. Because when we were in the midbarhem din Tumashanidah, we were considered like Tumashanidah, Miklipas because we were from the clip of Metrayam. We have to count seven perfect weeks. And the Medrash Rabbah says, uh, which is 49 days. So when is Shavuot? Shavuot is a Sunday, right? So Shavuot is Friday, Thursday. Thursday is Shavuot. And we have to become Tar. Okay, what I want to read you is... what we should do okay here it is very important guys listen carefully whoever's listening to this share, this is extremely extremely important it says that on Rosh Hashanah you're judged for your physical life for the year and on Shavuos you judge on how much Torah you'll understand this year so just like there's a Rosh Hashanah for the physical body there's a Rosh Hashanah for the spiritual body Rosh Hashanah for the spiritual body is Chag Shavuos Ulechen Chag Shavuos is one day in Israel right the Ramesh goes. Echad, because Hashem is one, Yisrael Goy Echad, and Yisrael is one. And we become one, on Tru's together, us and Hashem. Shall I read you the Zayar? No, it's too deep. No. Okay, okay. Therefore, listen carefully, this is very important. And it's correct for every man who fears God That's Shavuot's night First and second night First and second night You should learn all night Sunday, Mati Shabbos and Sunday and There's no excuses here Because you can sleep on Shabbos. Usually the satan comes And you make sure you get busy you don't sleep so your eyes are like give me some more Diet Coke I need some watermelon I have to go for a walk every 10 minutes you can't keep your eyes open but this year it's much of Shabbos you get 5-6 hours of sleep on Shabbos okay so I say it every year it takes about three and a half hours from beginning to end Chumash Mishnah Gemara Neviim, Ksuvim, Zayar, six hundred thirteen mitzvos, everything. V'yasku asku v'tyro uksuvim mishnayis, and that you should learn the. You should learn the. It's very important. You should say the whole tikkun leil which is Torah neviim uksuvim mishnayis. Utsas mamar zayar, and at the end it talks a little bit from the zayar. We yesh noyegim last tikkun It's a minig to do it both nights. Nobody knows that. Everyone's like, the second night, everyone's snoring. Okay? The Ashrei ish and blessed is the man. Asha Yasek is who will do that. Uvis by staying up a whole night and learning. Who Ma'oreh Kedushas Elyon. He wakes up the holiness in the next world. This Elyon, to bring the Shekhinah together. With, with light. Uvis Gadol, a lot of shefa. Uvis and that's course of staying up both nights, Hashem will give us a new light for the next year, and we'll all be for that light. Now listen to what he says. It's very important. This is from the Zayah. In the old times, the tzaddikim, they did not sleep at all the night of Shuris. Baha'u'llah, oven, by rice, and they learn Torah. daftes, it says, ko, listen carefully, everyone. You can't buy this in a store, in a health store. You can't get this from a bracha, from a rabbi. Nobody can say this. Nobody in the world. This is a very unbelievable present. Ubezoiah, daftes, ko, any man who stays up a whole night and learns Shruis, He is guaranteed, uh, I'll read it to you in the Hebrew translation. Anyone who joins with the Shekina, okay? On the night of Shekina, to dress the Shekina with jewelry. Through learning, that they learned that night, Yenishma lemaylu ulamata. He will be watched in Shemayim and on Earth. B'yoytzi hashana b'shalim. He will live through the year in peace. who uresharakavonish. Shetzorich is brought down in sharakavonish. Shetzorich adam shleishim v'leila hazoys klal. You're not allowed to sleep the night of Shavuos at all. Uliyos kol halaila neuurim. You have to stay up a whole night. V'oyskim b'toyra. And learning Torah, not talking to your friend and walking out, having a coffee, learning, or saying tiklin, tiklin he said, then you should know. He called me Shla a person who doesn't close his eyes for one second that night. Doesn't sleep, even one minute. And he learns the whole night. says the Zayah. I guarantee him, She Yashlim Shnasai, he will live out his year, and no one can cause him any damage that year. And I know someone that I was very close to, that died, that I knew that he was up every Shavuot, because I knew him very well, and I asked his children, was your father up this past Shavuot, he died about six months after Shavuot, I said, wasn't your father up a whole night Shavuot? And they said, no, this past Shavuot, he was sick. And he, and he had high fever and towards night he went to sleep. He did not stay up a whole night. He's telling you. Now you have to dive into Hashem that you don't get sick that night and you don't fall asleep on the Gemara. It means that you can't close your eyes from, from when you dive in Mayariv until you you finish diving Chakras. Until, um, until we're seeking. Okay? Again, I'm gonna read it again that someone who does not sleep that whole night, not even one second, and he learned the Torah the whole night, I guarantee him, not only you'll live the whole year, no one can hurt you that year. He says, not only that, the way the man's going to live that year is and how he spends his first night. Wow. Because if he does not sleep at all, he's guaranteed he will not die that year. That's why he's supposed to learn a whole night. How precious it is to God that if you don't even dream or you don't even doze for one second. From learning Torah that night, Make sure that night you don't talk any politics or anything that you, you know, not 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 yontifdic uh, things. kol She said some people held that you weren't allowed to talk that night only Hebrew. Okay, famous story where the had where the baisaizah had rocha um, So now listen to what he says here. therefore you should not learn anything that night, that holy night, first finish, then learn. You should not learn anything before you finish, then learn. Okay. Now, he says the following about the second night. He says the second night, he says that even... You should learn... You should learn... But he says... Actually, everybody... The Torah was not given on the first day of Shavuos. Moshe Rabbeinu asked for another day. So Israel... And Israel they're celebrating Shavuos. They didn't get the Torah that day. It's the second day... Our day that they got the Torah. because so Moshe Rabbeinu asked for an extra day. So then how come... There it's Israel celebrating the wrong day. The day that they're celebrating, they didn't get the Torah. And the Torah says, because Hashem said that on that day we're supposed to get the Torah, so the, the, the holiness of that day was set aside by Hashem to get the Torah, so that day is very holy. But we didn't get the Torah on that day. We got the Torah on our second day. He said, <laughs> Shahid, Mysha Midate, because Mysha asked for a um oh what's it called? Painu Yikh at the Ferris of Hamalkus. If you say the if you say the what's it called? The the Tikan L Shui. Shay Dehalimud Balaze, you learn the twenty four day uh sifre tanach, a nuishum to kunim kishutum with shinah. We are we are we are dressing up the shina with um with with Holy, 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 holy um holy, holy, holy jewelry. Unbelievable. It's an unbelievable night. So he holds that the second night, it's an Indian to stay up a whole night also. Most people don't do that, but at least the first night, I'll read it again. It says Shalom Ki in will the person who doesn't sleep at all. Vadai Shiloh, he will not die that year so if you could stay up a whole night and learn Torah and not close your eyes for one second you don't have to worry about dying now it happens to be that I looked it up and he says what does that mean you'll finish your year does that mean you'll you'll live to Rosh Hashanah right you'll live from Shuvaz to Rosh Hashanah or you'll live from Shuvaz to Shuvaz and he brings down here that it means Shuvaz to Shuvaz yes you shouldn't be sleeping. No, shkia. Then you dive in. You go to eat. You like eat. That's fine. You just shouldn't go to sleep at that time. Once you start learning, like, when you shmooze, like, here and there, like, you, you should learn. You should learn. You should learn. You should learn. You shouldn't schmooze He says, sure according I'm to I'm him, sure? him, you shouldn't even uh, what's it called? You shouldn't even speak English, according to him. But. That was already in those days. Now I mean, whatever. Now it's different. Now it's different. Now we speak English. Now it's different. Sleep, means also not the battle. I mean, what? Yeah, battle is worse than sleep. Sleep, is sleep, you fall asleep. Battle is uh, the cowl is with you, and you're talking about uh, some other guy. You know, some other chassan. The chassan is with you, and you're talking about some other guy. Now you're So this is a kavigash. I always doubt with Hashem that I should I should be able to stay up a whole night. It's a big thing, and you know stay up a whole night in the morning I'm dancing I'm like well Hashem I have another year it's, it's unbelievable that's it. and it's it's what it's them you know by big 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 people um, why do we stay up a whole night right why do we stay up a whole night so the time of and we'll end with this the time of hugging says right, i underline this Uh-huh. You say for Binus Yaakov, says that everyone's soul, I guess that's why I saw you at Sinai, right? They have that website. Everyone's soul was in Harsina. P, <coughs> the Botsina Kadisha, Miruptius, said in the name of Horavat Eli uh, that he said, <speaking in Hebrew> Not only do I remember standing by I <speaking in Hebrew> and who was standing next to me no wonder I underlined it right wow that's pretty cool anyway why do we stay up all night they were sleeping they went to sleep the night before they went to sleep Hashem had to wake them up I just told this to a parent like I every morning I have to wake up my kids to go daven. I might calm down don't get so angry the day of Tyra, Hashem woke us up I mean I know you're a big guy but you're not Hashem Hashem woke us up that morning. We were, we overslept, so it's, it's in our genes, right? We have to fix that. We overslept, so we don't sleep at all. That's one of the reasons. Okay, Then he talks about eating milchiks. Why do you eat milchiks? Why do you eat chalav? You know that Hashinai, where we got the Torah, was called Har Gavnunim, comes from the word vina comes from the word vina okay okay the famous answer is also that um, that we milk inflation. inflations we didn't have our pots yet okay so I want to end it's interesting he, you know I talked about Russ a lot um and he says that the reason we read Rus, and I didn't know this answer, that Megillah's Rus was written by Shmuel Hanavi. And the reason that Shmuel Hanavi wrote Megillah's Rus is to tell us where David HaMelech comes from. Wow, that's very nice. And it's also, we know that David HaMelech was born on Shurus and died on Shurus. And David HaMelech stands for so Amela stands for a person who went through a very hard time but instead of making excuses instead of making excuses what did he do? He wrote to him from his pain. It's something that we talk about all the time. Someone just called me this week and he said Rewalstein you have to talk to people about how to get out of their pain. How to get out of their pain. and And, and how do you get out of your pain? Because everyone's struggling. Everyone's going through stuff. The way you get out of your pain is by realizing that you can use your pain to help others, that when Amalek was in a lot of pain, he wrote to Hillel. My was in a lot of pain. Yes, that's sad. all of them were in a lot of pain. And 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 Tyra is Niknabi Yisurim. In Tyra. Well, a person has to know that sometimes my, my Rabbi Gamil used to always say that if it hurts, it means you're alive. And you have no more pain. He says, if it doesn't hurt, then you don't know that you're alive. You stick a, a needle into your skin and you don't feel it, that means that your body, it's not, you don't have any feelings. He says, pain makes you feel alive. What I said to him, but also being happy makes you feel that like you're alive. So if you have to feel you're alive, why go through the pain, you know? You, you should be happy. But Lemaisa, we're, we're going through we're going through very a lot of struggling. A lot of I was speaking to people last night. A lot of kids struggling. A lot of kids out there that are struggling. And 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 the it's interesting because the Hara I was telling that no one everyone talks to me and they're all like my father did this my mother did this abusive dysfunctional my rebbe, the system I hear a lot about the system even you spoke about the system right while I was I'm like you gotta take ownership you gotta stop pointing fingers cause it's, you, you, you're not I, I always tell everyone the story I, I was a big hockey player and he used to come home with the Chavez, so the hockey, right, is a very fast sport. It's on ice. But if, the, if it's warm in the building, so the ice begins to melt at the top of it, right? It's called slow ice. Slow ice means that on top of the ice there's a little sheet of water. You can't skate fast in it. So I remember coming home to my father and saying to him, you know, Dad, tonight it was impossible. You couldn't skate. It was The ice was so slow, which means it was, it was a lot of water. He looked at me and says, Oh, you lost, didn't you? I said, I didn't tell you that. I I said, I didn't tell you that I lost. He says, winners don't make excuses. (laughs) Nobody ever came home and said, you want to hear an excuse why we won? Once you make an excuse means you lost. So in the end, you're right. You have an excuse. You're right. I was telling this to a kid yesterday. You're right. You're coming from a dysfunctional home and your mother, whatever, and you went through whatever. You're right. At the end of the day, just, that just makes you a loser the excuses don't make you a winner in other words, all the excuses don't change that you lost the game 3-2 to two. the ice was wet, the, 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 the referee picked on me, he was an anti-Semite because I was Jewish bottom line, did you lose 3-2? to two? yes so, next time the ice is slow play a little harder I, I told this to this kid yesterday I, you, I'm, not, I'm not discounting your excuses but excuses never made anyone a winner excuses only make people losers you don't want to be a loser. Dominic Melech was a winner. He had every excuse. They called him a mamzer. They threw him into base Lechem. He was short. He, his shawl was after him. Everybody wanted to kill him. His own children wanted to, He had every reason. He had every excuse. He had every excuse. What did he do? He wrote to heal him. He wrote the nuclear weapon that we use for Kla Yisrael. So he had all the excuses. He didn't use any excuses. His worst day. I have a sitter here. His worst day, I tell everybody, when you're going through big trouble, what you know what, what, you, know, what you know what paragraph of Tehillim is supposed to say? Everyone thinks Shiramal is no. You're supposed to say Peivav. Peivav is the most, one of the most powerful capital Tehillim. Why? Because David Amalek wrote Peivav on his worst day of his life. His worst day of his life, he wrote Peivav. So when you're going through through trouble, check out what he wrote and use what he wrote. So I, I give this out to a lot of people, and if you if you if you look. If you look at Pei Vav, right? Hashem, <laughs> please turn your ear to me. Aneni, answer me. Ki Ani the Evio and Ani. Because I'm broken. I'm, I'm an Evio and I'm an Ani. It was his worth day. Shoma Nafshi Hashem please save me. HaPotei HaChilecha, I believe in you. Right? He's begging Hashem. HaNeni Adonai, Ki Alecha Ekerchol Hayom. some pity on me. I'm calling you a whole day. Every Pasek. Ki Alecha Hashem, Naafshi my, Hashem, my, my my soul is looking for you. Ki adonai you're my master and you're good and you're forgiven. and Everyone who calls you, you help them. Hazina Listen to my prayers, like Shiva, right? Beyond On my worst day. The day of all my taras. I'm calling out to you, me because I know that you're going to answer me. I just I showed it to this girl who came to me and with all this pain and everything. I'm like, he didn't walk away and say, You don't exist. I'm an atheist. I'm out of here. Every word on his worst day, and he says it's his worst day. He says it's my worst day, Bianchi. Every word is listen to me. I'm praying to you. I'm begging you. You listen to everyone else, please. He didn't walk away. That's not the answer. That's an excuse why you gave up. He didn't give up. On my worst day, he's saying, "Hashem, there's no one like you." Ain't come right? Then listen to what he says. He says at the end, your kindness is great." He save my soul, from hell, from the lowest hell, souls the hell. Save my soul, elokim, which is which is din. Zaydim alive my enemies are attacking me but I read they're trying to get my soul I don't have a chance I don't have a chance against them but please turn to me he felt hashem turned away but he didn't walk away he said hashem turn to me I have some pity on me to know give me strength Save the son of your, of your, of your maidservant. This is very big. So he turns to Hashem and he says, just show me a sign. Even if you don't save me, just show me that you're there. Show me a sign, a good sign. Let my enemy see that you love, that you're showing me a sign because in the end you're you're the God that's going to save me and and that's going to console me so he turned to Hashem and I guess he wasn't seeing a sign of Savior at this point because he kept saying my enemies I can't fight them at the end he's like okay just you know what if I have to go down but at least just show me show me a sign that you're there and where do we see this where else do we see this we see this by Yosef HaTzadik Yosef HaTzadik was sold to Mitzrayim the worst day of his life and he was sent on a caravan and that caravan was supposed to always take tar, pitch right, whatever it was, very smelly disgusting, black uh, no, it wasn't pitch, Pitch. it was um, neft, it was um, kerosene benzene, right, smells terrible, and that time the caravan was taking spices so it says that Yosef Atzadik said to Hashem thank you for showing me that you're with me in other words, I'm having the worst day of my life but by you putting me with spices I know that you're still there and that's what David Amalek said. Just show me a sign. Not, that's what I told this girl. And I told her to say, pay vav. Not that I'm running away from you and I don't believe in you and you don't exist. And I can't believe what you did. Just the opposite. Because what if I believe in you I'm going through, I'm going through hell? I don't see you. Throw me a sign. They're selling me. But show me that there's some spices in it. Show me just a sign. That you're there. That's pay vav. So our prayer to we're going to Shavuos, going to Malchus, HaKadosh we're the Kala. Show us a sign that we're the Kala. Show Klai in the next four days before we get to Shavuos, show us a sign that, we are, that, we, that, that we're the bride. Show us something. Even though we're suffering, we're going through all these hard times, show us a sign, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. save us and comfort us. with HaShem, this year is the time that we get married, and of course, should take his kala to the new house, the new house that he's going to build for us, the base Beis Megdash, HaShlishi, that's going to be made out of Eish, what's the Eish, anyone know what the Eish is? He says he's going to build out of Eish, everybody asks, I'm a client. how am I going to go into a base of Middash made out of Eish? I'm going to burn up, we're not going to become angels, Michelle comes, I'm a client, I'm a Hashem should give me the chus to go to the base of Megdash. I can't walk into a base of measurement made out of Eish, made out of fire. How am I going to walk in? How are we all going to walk in? I I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, You're not going to be made out of fire when Mashiach comes. So it says that the Eish is the fire, the love that we have for, for our Kesh Baruch It's not a physical Eish. The Mish is going to be made from a spiritual Eish that you can walk into. It's going to be the Eish of the love of all the struggling that we've gone through from day one till now. And all the love and every time you go to daven, every time you make a Bracha, every time you show our Kesh Baruch love, Every single time you do that, you're building, you're building another brick of fire. There's a, there's a beautiful, uh, I know I said I was going to end it, but this is something that I just told a boy today. There's a very beautiful story with, what was the guy who did the Sistle, um, who did the painting on the top of the church, the Sistle, uh, whatever it's called, um, Leonardo. What? Leonardo Vecchi. It was Leonardo? With Michelangelo. Michelangelo. So Michelangelo, he did a, um, uh, a sculpture of an elephant, a very famous sculpture. That he did of an elephant that it looked so much like an elephant that people used to go by and, and, and wonder why this person has an elephant living in the backyard. They really thought it was a live elephant just sitting there. So he was teaching sculpture to his, to his students and he showed them the elephant. And they asked him, how, how do you do that? How do you sculpture something Made out of stone that looks like an elephant. And he said something brilliant. He said, Boys and girls, it's very simple. I bought a block of marble and I chipped away everything on that block that wasn't elephant. So I was left with an elephant. So I turned to this kid and I said, Every time this kid's struggling very badly, I said, This happens to be a boy. I said, Every time you put on your tefillin Every time you do a mitzvah, you chip away something that isn't a Jew. And when you finish doing all these mitzvahs, what are you left with? The perfect Jew. His godless was, he said, I didn't create an elephant. I chipped away all the stone that isn't elephant. So when I chipped away all the stone that isn't the elephant, what am I left with? was an elephant. When a Jew chips away all the stuff that's not a Jew, all the iPods and the movies, all this garbage. When you chip all that away, you cut that all the way, you get a godless it's not you become a gadol you chip away everything that's not a gadol you chip away everything that's not a Jew what are you left with? a Jew that's what these 49 days til shuas are: is to chip away another piece another piece another piece of you and every time you do a mitzvah or you say no to something that you shouldn't do you chip away something that isn't Jew in the end what do you have after 120? the perfect Jew We you all be zaycha to become the perfect Jew